With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. I am Truth Light, and it is Friday. Our show is The Light of Truth, and I'm coming at you today actually from Sacred Light of Sedona in Sedona on Highway 179, if you happen to be passing through anytime soon. Um, So, yes, my dogs and I have started our little retreat. I think I've talked about it on the show a little bit here and there, but, you know, I I got the calling to just step away from, from regular real life for a little bit and really focus on being of service and, and just my true calling and my path. And so, uh, so I'm down off the mountain in Flagstaff with my dogs, Dow and Luna. And uh, so the something you hear in the background is the beagle trying to entice me to throw the toy, which is not going to happen while we're on the radio. But anyway, um, so, you know, it's interesting to wake up in Sedona. And any of you who have made the journey to Sedona and back out again, can sort of relate to it. And if you haven't yet, everybody should wake up in Sedona at least once in their life. (laughs) There's nothing quite like it, although I really, really missed the cold, crisp air of Flagstaff this morning. Um, It is quite beautiful here. And so anyway, so we are in sort of the spiritual New Age mecca now for the next few months. And uh, we will see how things go. We're hoping to get a lot of writing done and a lot of different things happening and uh, new classes and that kind of thing. So exciting times. So for those of you who have never heard this before, my mentor, who was um, very well respected in the spiritual community worldwide and that kind of thing, uh, his teachings always said that September 1st was spiritual new year. And so um, sort of a new energy you know, that energetically everything sort of shifts. And, you know, as we go around, if you can envision a spiral kind of swirling around up to the universe, at some point you have to come back around to the point where you started, just up another level. And so that's what I have always been taught September 1st was, was when you've made that full circle and you're coming up to the next level. And so it can be a little tumultuous, we do notice that a lot of things happen around the end of August, beginning of September, September, and, uh, you know, case in point, all of the, although I haven't really been following it, I just see the little bits and pieces, but the, all of the political stuff surrounding Syria and a lot of people being very concerned about what's happening there and what it means for, you know, upcoming times and, and, um, so just very interesting, we've had several portal openings, if you uh, are aware of any of that kind of stuff going on. We've got, on every different level, we have things going on, and it's it's really quite interesting to see how a lot of it does sort of coincide with that whole September 1st being energetic New Year. So I wanted 
to, it's funny because I thought our topic was going to be one thing and it just may end up being something else. So, um, so I think that we want to prepare for that, that energetic new year. And so you actually can really sort of uh, make good use of that timing and of that energy that's happening anyway. Um, you know, just sort of setting setting your compass, recalibrating your, your energy and where is it you want to be heading and what are you doing right now and how does that all interact with your life and and just what shifts and changes do you see coming in the near future and actually acting upon them, you know? So uh, I do have, you know, it's interesting because we have, you know, the center here, we have psychics and energy healing and that kind of thing. And, and um, a lot of the people coming in are very well-directed in their life. In other words, they have career, home, family, blah, 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 blah. But almost everybody has had some kind of massive upheaval and they're not sure about their career or they're not sure about this direction or that direction. And so there's been a lot of commonalities in the readings that, that have, you know, the questions people are asking and things like that. And uh, so it's interesting to see how everybody really, whether you know about it being energetic New Year or not, you're still experiencing it. So instead of just experiencing it and not knowing what's going on, being aware of it is a really good thing. So one of the things that you can do is really just take some time this weekend and and just kind of reflect on what is working for you? What isn't working for you in your life? What what direction would you like to shift to? Or what areas do you need to figure out what direction you want to shift to? And uh and I you know, this kind of ties in with the theme that uh or the topic that I had for today, which is hive mind consciousness. And I don't know if um you know, a lot of people probably have never heard that term before, but we tend to uh live within a hive mind consciousness so I thought maybe we ought to talk about it and let you know what's going on so you can decide if that's what you want to live in or not. You know, if we don't become aware of it, then we just sort of slip into it. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I know yesterday was a pre-recorded show, but today is live, live and in person. Me and the Beagle, he's staring me down, trying to get me to throw that toy. Um and so if you would like to call in and comment or have questions, I'm also on the chat, uh, just uh, if you're online. And uh, so the call-in number is 347-677-1443 if anybody out there needs it. And uh, so, all right. So hive mind consciousness, what exactly is that? Um, if you think about a school of fish, you know, and it, in Finding Nemo, I'm pretty sure they really depicted this pretty well. You know, the school of fish that, you know, they'll swim together very, like, in almost in uniform style, and then just, bam, they head over to the left, or bam, they go up or down, or and they, within, it's not like one starts it and the rest follow, they just all automatically do it, right? And sometimes birds will do this. You can look up in the air and see flocks of birds, flying one direction, then just whoosh, they all shift direction. And uh, it's not like, you know, there's one kind of a, a couple breaking away and the others follow them. It's just this sudden motion. And so people also do this. And um, 
understanding the hive mind consciousness that you reside in is really important. One of the things that I've been dealing with <clears throat> is people who, um, it, just recently it's been very intense, people who feel like there is no other world but the one they live in. So in other words, you work this job and you have this family and you go to these places and you talk to these people and that's all you ever do. That's all you ever, you know, you just have this little life that you've carved out for yourself and you don't realize that there are other lives, there are other potentials and options around you, right? You just get very focused in with your hive. So it's a bit like bees with their hives. And uh, and so when things start going a little wonky and you're no longer happy where you are, because you're in this little hive mind mentality where you don't see that there are any other options because you only see the options that your hive sees. And so you don't see that if there are no jobs in your area, you can move. You can move way out of your area and you don't fall off the face of the earth and the world doesn't crumble and your life will carry on. You will meet new people. And, but when you have this hive mind mentality that we all are, so many of us, I should say, are locking into, it gives you this sense of security because life is predictable. You you know the people you're going to interact with. You, it's um, there's not a whole lot of new stuff happening, you know. And so you get very comfy in your little routine. Well then when it's no longer providing sustenance, it's no longer fulfilling you, you feel as if you have no other options but that state because you've connected to such a degree with the other um, people and situations in your in that hive. So you don't realize that that's just one little nucleus of what's happening. It's like smaller than a pinhead of what's happening in the world. You know, if you're... Living in, and I, I, this is not a real thing because I don't really know what things are like. It's just the city that comes to mind. If you're in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you can't get a job to save your life, and and things are just really kind of falling apart, and it's you're not happy, and you just you're feeling a little like just so pressured, and you know you could move to Wyoming or wherever it is that maybe you find some, and I again, I don't know that there are jobs in Wyoming. I'm just picking things out of thin air. So you could move to, you know, someplace in Wyoming where there are a lot of jobs. And yes, you don't know anybody, but you'll get to know people, you know. You get out of that hive mentality and understand that there's a huge world out there. Heck, you could move to Asia. You could move to wherever. You have choices, you know, and so when we get locked into that hive mind mentality, um, when we even think about making a change like that, all the other little bees in our hive mind, our little hive area, tend to go a little nutty. And oh my God, what are you thinking? No, you're gonna, you'll die out there. You'll, oh no, 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 you can't do that. And so when our gut instincts are telling us to go left. And everybody else in our little hive is telling us to go right because that's what we've always done or because that's what everybody else is doing. Who is it that you listen to? You know, think about situations where perhaps there's been a major earthquake or something and, you know, or massive, some sort of massive destruction. Think about the people who um, 
and 9-11 is a great example because there's tons of stories of it, but think about the people who wanted to call in that day or did call in that day or, you know, the people who, if it, uh, if it with an earth happening, you just, well, you know what, I just really feel the need to go to New Mexico instead of being here or whatever. Like, I don't know why, I just need to go. So you have that inner voice going, you know what, you really need to just go ahead and not be in this space right now. You just need to go be somewhere else. The people who listened to it were in the right for themselves, right? So the people who didn't listen were probably kind of kicking themselves in one sense or another. And I know it seems like a morbid sort of uh, example, but we are coming to a point where there's a lot going on and it's important for us to listen to that inner voice because, you know, they they talk about in sales, um, like when you have crabs, and I think we used this in, a, in another show recently, when you go crabbing or you're catching crabs, <laughs> sea creature crabs, just to, to clarify, um, you put them in a bucket or a container and when one tries to crawl out, the other ones will pull them back down. And that is very much an example of that hive mind mentality where, you know, well, no, you can't go out there. You know, wait, no, we're, we're all here. You have to stay here. And they just pull them back down again. Well, okay, but you're all headed for a big boiling pot or something. And that one was trying to escape to get back to the ocean. And who, you know, who are you helping by just grabbing him and pulling him back down? And that's what happens in life is, when we try to make big changes, other people's fears tend to come into play and they tend to uh, really try to influence us. And even just in regular day-to-day conversation, a lot of times we never even get to the point of talking about making big changes because we wouldn't dare because, oh, no, you can't do that. And I know there's there's one state in particular that uh, that I know a lot of people in and no one that I know in that state of the U.S. is happy because the energy of that state is sort of crumbling. Now, most of the people that I know have grown up there or have been there for so many years that it's considered their home, and they believe, because they never get out of that of that area, they believe that the whole U.S. is just like this, that that's what everything in the world is like, and and so people are kind of miserable. The economy sucks. Um, they they're they're scrambling and fighting for jobs. They're you know they're sitting there unemployed with just no real hope for the future and no like that's it. We're just we're just going to sit here because there's nothing else to do. And I'm watching my life crumble in front of me. And and their health is all kind of crumbling. And and it's really this frightening thing. And you know, I keep seeing the crabs in the bucket, and I'm thinking, you know, I just had a conversation with somebody from there today, or, or uh, excuse me, a couple of days ago, and uh, he said, why don't you just move? Oh, well, how am I going to do that? There are no jobs anywhere. There, There's no hope. There's no, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm losing my house here. I'm not going to have any place to live. You know, I'm going to be homeless. Everything's so dramatic because everything seems as if it's falling apart from their perspective. The problem is that they're sitting in one tiny little area going, oh, the world is, is crumbling, 
Like, no, really, it's just that area. Get out of that area. There are other places that are thriving and booming and fabulous. You know, but because that hive mind mentality where if they even thought about leaving, people would think they were insane. But in the meantime, they're they're staying in a place that's crumbling and falling apart. Who's insane? I mean, if you're in a building that's falling apart, don't you get the hell out? And with the hive mind mentality, some people don't, right? When there's when there's something going on and there's some dramatic need for that shifting and that moving things around, um, if the the majority of the people don't feel that that's what they're going to do, a lot of us will just sit and go, well, nobody else was doing it, so I figured maybe my thought was wrong, you know, and... And was it really? Just because everybody else didn't have that thought, does it mean that yours was wrong? Not really. So when do we, or how do we learn to listen to ourselves and what we're feeling and thinking, and when do we start trusting ourselves? So what I've noticed is that uh, I've been pointing out recently to people, because you know, at this point I'm, I'm 48, I have a little history behind me. Not that you have to be 48 to have history behind you, but for me, this is when it started clicking. So I look at what has my history shown, you know? And I don't look at it from any particular attachment. No, my history is really good. I can show how, how well I've done, blah, 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 or well, I've always screwed up in the past, so I'll always screw up in the future. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, you know, when things have gotten rough or when things have been tight financially or I haven't... Okay, so I'm just going to apologize for the dogs in the background because they've gone insane. So, <laughs> uh, you know, there is nothing like a playful beagle to just make you giggle, you know. Anyway, so... um when things get a little tight financially, for example, I can stop and go, okay, but you know what? I'm still standing, and things have been way tighter than they are now. And I've always come through because here I am. So as long as I'm still here, history states that I will make it through whatever the situation is. And so that takes away some of the, the fear and the unknown because, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, what's going to happen is I'm going to find a way through it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, it's too bad this isn't on video because you all could uh, enjoy this too because YouTube-worthy for sure. Um, so understanding that, you know, if you're still here, you do make it through. You have a history of making it through because here you are, right? So with my, you know, some of my clients, they, because I do life coaching, Right, And so we do a 12-week program, and at the end of 12 weeks, just everything is so much different for everybody that I've ever coached. It's interesting. But uh, we run into this, you know, they typically come find me when things are just falling apart, you know, or they just really can't see going on. They don't know how they're going to make it, that kind of thing. And so we stop and we look back, and I encourage you to do the same thing, especially during this um, this energetic New Year time because it's very powerful so looking at, okay, despite what everybody else says, despite the hive mind mentality thing, 
when you make a decision, does it usually assist you or do you, you know, do you give into that hive mind mentality and then look back and go, damn, I really should have done this. I really could have done that. I wish I'd have listened, but everybody else was doing or everybody else was saying. We need to recognize that hive mind mentality that we tend to think in groups and identify when it's our own thought, our own unique individual inspiration from above because that is something that it gets discounted in that hive hive mind mentality. We don't really pay attention to. If you're inspired to get the hell out of Dodge, then do it, you know, Kind of be with that and entertain that idea and figure out, well, what what is outside of this place? At least look and see. At least sort of follow through on the inspirations and the guidance that you're getting because you're being given that for a reason. And I will say that, you know, after a while of not listening anymore, you know, when we don't really follow through on inspiration and that kind of thing, why should we continue getting it? Why should the angelic realm, our guardian angels, the universe, whoever, our inner being, our whatever label you would like to put on it as the source, why should we continue to get good inspirations if we never, ever, ever follow through? Think about if you have a friend or a family member who just never follows through on anything, do you continue giving them energy and time and resources and why? You know, why bother? I know that I've had friends that, you know, get to that point. Sometimes we get to that point where people give us different ideas of things we can do to help get us out of our situation if it's a bad one, and and we just shoot every single idea down. When you find, and it's good to review this and see if this is, you know, if you're feeling kind of funky, and and then think about any time that somebody else, goes, well, you know, what about this, or could you do that, or I heard about, you know, this situation that maybe would be better, or if if you shoot every single thing down, if there is always some reason that it won't work, you are in a bad, bad space. And I see people come into this space, and no matter what you say, you could give them a million dollars, and they would find some reason that that was a problem. And so when somebody has hit that space, the best thing to do, whether you know, whether you're the person who's in the space or you're the person who's interacting with someone who is, the best thing for anybody on the outside to do is step back. You know, they talk about um like when they do training for like lifeguard and just rescue and that kind of thing, there are different stages of drowning. When somebody gets into the next to the last stage, they will take you down with them because they're in such a panic they can't they can't see straight and so you actually are trained to step back and hope that they get through that phase to go to the next one or something because otherwise you can't even go in and help them because they're going to take you down with them and so when somebody gets into this phase where no matter what you say to them they're shooting it down no matter what you offer them no matter no matter what comes their way, they find a reason for it to be a problem or that it won't work. They're in like that next to last stage and you have got to back up. And if you're that person who's constantly shooting down, understand, you better change your ways pretty damn quick because otherwise you're going down. And that means heart attacks, stroke, health issues, um, financial collapse, 
losing relationships, whatever it might be, whatever um, is your version of drowning, you're right on the verge of it. So it's important to stop, whether you're the person doing it or whether you're the person interacting with someone who's doing it, you're not going to help that person and you, you've got to step back and and understand that that's that's no place to be. So when we get into this hive mind mentality, it becomes particularly dangerous because the uh, that consciousness permeates all of the people in a community, or all of the people in a church, or all of the people in, you know, in whatever the group happens to be. It could be people who watch Def- Desperate Housewives get into the same hive mind consciousness, or. And not to pick on Desperate Housewives, just it was the first thing that came to mind. Or, you know, dog owners or, you know, people who watch the news and watch particular parts of the news. And so you, what is happening is when you're, when you're in such a rut with the things that you do, the things that you read, the things that you access and the people that you talk to, when it's one state of mind, one state of consciousness that you interact with, that's all you see. You only see the facts that you access. There are facts supporting every state of mind, every state of consciousness, every state of being. We just have to choose to make make our hives the des- the desired state of consciousness. So when you do, because it is kind of our nature to a certain degree for a lot of us, depends on the personality type. But if you find you're somebody who goes into that hive mind consciousness, just you know what everybody drives this kind of car. That's that's just what you do at this time of life, or you know, you have this kind of house or you have this kind of job and that's just what you do. When when you are susceptible to that state of consciousness, if you can identify it and use it to your advantage, then it's not such a bad thing because you're you're using that for momentum to move you forward, to you know, so so choose very carefully the states of consciousness you would like to resonate with and adapt into your life. You can still do the hive mind consciousness. Just pick which direction you want that hive to be going. Find one that works for you, not against you. So we are about a half hour into the show, which means we have about a half hour to go. Um, And I'm noticing that it's very empty in the studio today. (laughs) So I'm going to guess that that's because of Labor Day weekend. And uh, I hope that you all are going and having a fabulous, uh, a fabulous weekend. And when you come back, it will be Spiritual New Year, no doubt. And so um, I really want to encourage people to, as they listen to the show, you know, most of our listens are through the archives. And i got to say, we're closing in on 10,000 listens, which is really flipping cool because I've done no promotion. And, uh, and so it's just kind of nice that we're finding each other. So when you are listening to this on the archives, I encourage you to really take a look at what this last year has been since September and and really get a feel for what has worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, what you've been happy about, what you haven't been happy about, all of those things. And a, a good pattern I was taught a very long time ago by my mentor, and uh, he would say, you know, what, what were your highlights? What did you enjoy the most? What were the things that you valued the most? And then he would have us look at, you know, what did you learn? 
what have been the lessons along the way this time so that you don't lose them and uh and then what would you do differently you know and so that's a really good pattern when you're kind of reflecting upon things what did you learn or what were your highlights what did you learn and what would you do differently and uh when I'm life coaching, this is sort of a version that we use um, really to, I call it push-pinning the energy um, about halfway through because what you do then is you take what has worked for you, you take the things that you really enjoyed, your highlights, you take the lessons, you sort of extract those things, and then you go, okay, I would have done these things differently, which as you take that that lesson of, okay, next time a situation like this comes around, I'm going to do this differently, Right. And then everything else that didn't work for you, you just let go. (laughs) You don't carry baggage from year to year to year. And so you can do this with any situation when you, you know, uh, we used to do it for the day, you know, when I was working with him. We do it per day, per week, per month, per year, whatever. And it really is a way of just not gathering crap into your energy field, you know. And so I definitely encourage you guys to, to sort of, do this for energetic new year and get a feel for where you would like this next year to take you because it is sort of a big deal. And it would be really good if you could identify the areas where you operate in a hive mind consciousness. Are you somebody who, you know, well, I get the feeling that it's time to to go up to the mountaintop and everybody else is saying, you know, just like, oh, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing happening. Well, if, you know... There's, there's got to be a reason you had the feel to go to the mountaintop, right? So is that something where something's going to happen and you really wished you had listened to go to the mountaintop? Instead, you operated out of the hive mind consciousness and, and you know, the, the volcano got you or I don't know what. Um, <laughs> the weirdest, weirdest uh, examples are popping into my head today. It's so strange. It's I blame Sedona. It's Sedona. <laughs> So you know, and that's a that's a perfect example. You know, I uh, I have two houses in Flagstaff, and uh, absolutely beautiful, my haven. We all know this because usually I do the show from there. Usually the show's a little more clear. Um, and so I was I got the inspiration to come down here and just really focus on things and sort of make this a just really a retreat, but a very a very focused working retreat. You know. And um, and so I listened, and I have to say that I feel like, good God, I feel like um, had I not listened, I would have missed out on some really fabulous opportunities. And so we'll see, you know, but I've learned to listen to myself and not, you know, people who might go, well, what the hell are you thinking? You already have two houses. What are you, you're going to come down here and you're going to have a retreat and you're going to, wow, whoever this is calling Stop. I'm sorry. Okay, so we'll have to find out who that is because they've called like four times in a row now. And so we're going to silence the phone. There we go. What a chaotic morning. I hope you all are having a calmer morning than I am here. But uh, so, you know, the high of mind consciousness states, what the hell are you thinking, right? When you talk about taking on so much stuff. And I already work about 70 hours a week and I took on a new business and, and it's all down here in, in Sedona. So I'm coming down to really focus on on Sacred Light of Sedona, the center that, that Jessica and I build together and uh, Sedona Elegance, which is kind of a fun little business 
And, um, you know, people probably think that I'm insane because I also have life coaching that I do and I have private clients that I work with. And and so it could be a little overwhelming except that I'm just in the flow and I'm just listening. And so by doing so, things work out. When I get very caught up in what uh, what other people seem to think I ought to be doing, it never really works out very well. And so... <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So I don't know if you guys can hear this insanity ensuing on the other side of, of this phone line, but my dogs have lost their minds. So we're just going to uh, <laughs> we're just going to talk over the thumping dog bodies and uh, hope that they don't bark. So not listening to that hive mind consciousness is something that I have developed pretty much through my whole life because I've never really fit in with the hive anyway. And so for me, it's been a little easier. I typically am one who will stop and go, okay, the hive mind consciousness of my area is going going this direction. I need to step back and see. It's like lemmings just going off the side of a cliff or something, you know. And so I step back and I go, okay, how am I really feeling about where they're going? Is that something I want to do or not? And if it's going to serve me and it's going to be something that's a part of my path, then I'll go along with them, but it's not in that hive mind consciousness. And uh, and so for some reason, there you know, there are some of us who really even repel the hive mind consciousness to our detriment sometimes. You know, well, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be one of those, just the sheeple and whatever. In a lot of cases, that's very smart, but in some cases, we miss out on things. And so really identifying when that state of consciousness, and you know, you can follow those trends without being in that state of consciousness. So, you know, opting to to identify when that state of consciousness is beneficial and when it's not is really good. How can you use that state of consciousness, if it is one that you reside in, to work for you? So, for example, when you're younger, if you're in that hive mind state of consciousness that you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a good job, blah, blah, blah. If that's something that resonates with you, well, then use that momentum because the more people that are headed in a direction, the more um, energy that is focused on something, the more momentum there is. So you can ride that wave. However, if you're somebody that is meant to be traveling and entrepreneurial or creative arts or whatever it might be and that doesn't fit for you, you get caught up in that wave and you just kind of lose yourself. And so that's when we start seeing the midlife crisis and, you know, the alcohol and drug abuse and that kind of thing sort of self-medicating because you've you've gotten caught up in this wave of this hive mind consciousness and and you're just doing what is expected to, to be done. And it's not working for you. It doesn't resonate with you. That's not your hive. You know, so you just have to find the people that are moving in the direction. If you are one who is susceptible to that hive mind consciousness, then you want to find the hive that is moving in the direction that you would like to be moving in. You identify that part of you. And if that's something that does really move you, if you're easily um, manipulated, and I don't mean that in a bad way, if you're easily manipulated and, and moved by this hive mind consciousness, just be very selective with the ones that you resonate with. Make sure that they're moving forward, not just sitting there going to ruin and thinking that everybody else should be right there with them. You know, you just 
you have to be, we're in an energetic plane and people forget that sometimes. And so the places, the people, the everything that you interact with are all energy that you're sort of dipping yourself in. And this energy is going to drive your life. And so you really want to be the one who's selecting the energy that you connect with. You know, I've, I've got um, a former client that, for some reason, you know, she's very empathic and very, obviously no names or clues about who it is because that's confidentiality stuff, but um, very, very empathic in that she absorbs the feelings of everything and everyone around her, right? And she, to such a degree where it's very hard to find where she is as opposed to the things that she's absorbed and taken on as her own. And so for a person like this, it's imperative, you know, imperative for, and she's somebody who, who you know, is very, um, when she's in tune and, and away from all the other stuff, she's very in tune with her Christian side, you know, and just that, not the judgmental um, kind of, but the the real Christian side, Christ-like side, and uh, and things go well for her, you know. But when she gets around people who are full of drama, people who are, oh, woe is me, who are just repeating the same mistakes over and over again, when that's what surrounds her, she takes that on because she's such an empath. And so she feels their energy and absorbs it like a sponge, and then she's under the impression that's hers. And she doesn't understand why life is falling apart and things aren't going right and she's not ever happy. And, and uh, you know, but she becomes a part of this, of with every energy that she pulls in as her own, right? She's becoming a part of their hive. And so she limits the number of people around her because she she's not understanding that, you know, if you're empathic and you're absorbing people's energy, you can't have a ton of people around you because you can only stand to absorb so much energy before you just flip your lid. And so what happens is people like that tend to limit the number of people around them because they just can't they can't handle it anymore. But that's because the people around them are bringing in energy that are is not healthy. It's not um functional or uh, something that moves you forward. So instead of understanding that, you know, the only the very core of her being is her and the rest is all this crap that she's absorbed from all these other people, instead of getting away from the people and clearing her energy and deciding, okay, you know what, I choose to put this in my energy and that in my energy. And, you know, if you're an empath and you're absorbing stuff anyway, you need to be really careful. You know, if you just think of yourself as a sponge and you can't help but absorb what's around you, you don't want to dip yourself in toxic waters. You want to dip yourself in things that are nurturing and healthy and, and you know, I would think, I would think it's free will, you know. And obviously it's, um, it is free will because she, this particular person has chosen not to do that. She continues with the same, that same hive, you know. We do have a caller that would like to talk and uh, so I'm going to pull you over. Hello, thank you. Good morning. I'm very lonely in here. You are, you are just 
so astute and so perceptive because I actually had a two-part question, and right as I was pressing the magical one button to speak to the host, um, uh-huh. you pretty much uh, you touched on exactly what I was going to, to ask. Nice. So, um, so what, now what was it? Do, well, do go on. Was, um, for those of us who find ourselves uh, being very empathetic, um, but at the same time find that uh, we have more or less something and aversion to many aspects of the hive mind and, and all of the trappings that go along with that. Um, <laughs> have you found that uh, those like, well, myself, for instance, that I'm describing, um, <laughs> have a tendency to be a little bit conflicted because uh, we're feeling all of these things that we just kind of know deep down really don't serve us? Um, so what's what's your take on that? How... Uh, how does one kind of um, well not feel conflicted? <laughs> right. Well, that's a, and that's a really good question. Um, for me, and I'll, I'll just answer from my personal experience. It became the identifying of okay. When is it that I'm empathically picking up the hive mind consciousness, even though it's going in directions that that are so not me? You know, the the driving the minivan and soccer mom kind of thing has never been me, but at one point that's sort of what I got pushed into because of the hive mind consciousness of of where I was, the people I interacted with. <clears throat> and everything inside of me is screaming, no! <laughs> because for me that just doesn't serve me. That's not who I am. That's not that's not my energy. But But because empathically I was picking up on everybody else's energy and everybody else's need to be a part of that hive, I fell into it. And eventually, I it really kind of was part of my ruin at one point in my life. <laughs> it just everything fell apart, and I had to just remove myself and get a grip on what had just happened. Because I became, you know, what happens is you'll become everything that you don't want to be, everything that you've never wanted to be. Because empathically you're picking up not only their thoughts and feelings and and that sort of thing, but also the need and the desire to be a part of a hive, which personally I've never really had. But because I'm an an empath, I feel everybody else's desire to belong. And so identifying when I was feeling somebody else's feeling was really big for me because I could go, oh, right, okay, so everybody around me wants to do A, B, C, D, and really I want, you know, X, Y, Z. And so just detaching a bit. And also, you know, really for me it's important to kind of create some distance. I need a lot of time alone I because I need to just shed that energy that isn't mine. And so I don't know if that – does that help you at all? It does. It does. Um, I uh... – I was just kind of thinking that um, as you were talking, I was tracing back to my childhood and uh, I thought of how as far back as I can remember, I was always kind of pushed, uh, at least at first, by uh, by my most immediate family and then to a large degree by, I guess, the like, more distant family and school and society and uh, church, like organized religion. Um, Ah, oh, the mini hives. Oh yeah, seriously, like hive upon or hive within hive within hive, and right. um, at some point, 
I realized that uh, where I was being pushed was very, very uncomfortable for me, and it created a lot of resistance. And basically, at the if we're using the the crab analogy, <laughs> crabs around me got really pissed off. Whatever I decided not to not to be part of that little uh, pot. So um, right. I, Isn't it I funny how people is. will get pissed off about it? And it how how could it possibly matter? You know, uh, and that's I think that's important too is to take on that, understand that perception of how can somebody else get so worked up? Like, say you're in an area that, and we both come from the same area, so that's where I'm talking about. I won't name names of states, but um. If you're in a state or an area that is crumbling and dying and somebody decides to move because there's better opportunity somewhere else, how can the other people get angry? You know, but they do. It's like you're betraying your hive. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you should go down with the ship, damn it. <laughs> I actually was kind of thinking that uh, there were a couple things on my short list as far as uh, where I imagined you were referring to, but, um, yeah, that was probably the, the top one. Um, oh, absolutely, anyway, was, yeah. With, uh, with that, it almost seems like uh, with, there, with there being so many different hives and so many different collectives that uh, I guess society teaches we're supposed to find our way into and supposed to belong, I just think of uh, so many things that seem utterly pointless and frivolous to me. Like uh, where I'm living now, People are just insane about their local sports teams, and there's this rivalry with another team across the state line, and it's just it's uh it's almost amusing to a point, but um, at the same time, people get or not everyone, of course, but uh, right trying to trying to not make too many broad generalizations, but a lot of people, uh, the ones that are really susceptible to the hive uh, mindset, um, just uh, just get worked up about things that I'm sitting here, I'm like, really? Are you serious? Like right. whenever, uh, I don't know, whenever one person moves to another area and uh, they're rooting for the local sports team from where they used to live and everybody's like, oh, such blasphemy. Right. Just, just things like that. that uh, oh, yeah. My seem- son is totally, a, is totally a Gators fan. He He's very, my youngest son is very hive mind mentality and but he typically uses it to his advantage. So whatever. I mean, it's a personality type, you know, but, but he's a Florida Gators fan. And we live, uh, you know, in Arizona with the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, I guess. And so like everybody's Cardinals this and read that, and oh, my God, they're insane with it. And he's, you know, got his Gator stuff on, and it's just kind of this holy crap. We do. I'm going to bring Jessica over, too, because I see Jessica is here ready to talk, so I don't want to ditch you, Daniel. So I'm going to keep you on, and I'm going to bring Jessica, too, So if that's okay with you. And even if it's not, I've already done it. So hello, Jessica. (laughs) Hello, guys. Because I have the control. (laughs) I am the queen bee of this hive. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. So I am actually coming to everyone from the classroom in Sacred Light of Sedona today. Just so you know, Miss Jessica. Jessica awesome. is the owner operator of Sacred Light of Sedona. So there you go. Your formal introduction. I've been plugged. You have been <laughs> oh, well. Good thing it's radio and not video. Woo. Sorry. That was so wrong. I'm sorry. 
It's been a lively show with some puns that can go in many directions. Like earlier, whenever you said, if you have crabs, and then you sort of quantified it, you're like, if you have blame Sedona. sea creatures. I, I, I blame like, Sedona. <laughs> so what have you to share with us, Miss Miss Jessica? You know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I just, she just I wanted just to be a part of the hive. On and, <laughs> yeah, you know, I hear something about a hive and, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I thought we were a tribe, not a hive, but okay, so we're moving. what we're talking we about is we're talking about hive mind consciousness, which is uh-huh. like when you see the schools of fish that kind of are swimming and then, boom, they all go to the left and, zing, they all go up. And it's not like one is leading. They just all go at the same time, Right. It's right. that what happens is there's a general state of consciousness, and what has actually occurred is they that's a grouping of beings that have connected into the same vibration um, in a very defined manner, whether they meant right. to or not. And so, like he was just talking about sports hives and all these different hives mm-hmm. that, that kind of in churches and religions and whatever are big ones and just society like you – you know, you have a kid, they go to some private school, they play soccer, you drive a minivan, they go to college, they, you know, whatever, prep mm-hmm. school. And so, like, there's that hive mentality or whatever different hive you may be a part of and that mentality is whatever you've tapped into. And they do it to such a degree that they all act in unison, you know. Yeah. And how easy is it to fall into that and does it really fit with you and, and really, like, okay, if you're going to be a part of it, at least be conscious, because in most cases, right. this is all done unconsciously. They'll have no idea that they're right. all doing exactly the same thing. And well, it can be right I, to, like, the lemmings going off the cliff is, is kind of what we were yeah. relating it to, you know. Well, and what I, I think is awesome, you mentioned the school of fish and, like, the birds, you know, the birds in the sky mm-hmm. that are migrating from one place to another. I think <clears> it's quite awesome and fabulous to see that, you know, there are so many different types of hives and so many different types of people um, connecting to different collections of consciousness, right? And um, and it's it's amusing at times when it's the crazy ones, like Daniel was saying, you know, the the teams, you know, the, right. the different right. sports teams. But, um, like, just watching nature, you know, if we can be a little bit more like that, in my opinion – that would be great because they're going off of the energy of the earth as well and where it's taking them and, and it's it's making sure that they don't hit the storm that's up ahead, you know, right. and it's keeping them safe and it's keeping them, um, you know, from making the wrong decisions. Um, sucks when they're flying over a group of hunters, but, hey, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, oh, it leads them. It leads them, you know, they're in unison. They're all one, and you know, isn't isn't that the point? Well, you and know? you know, that's or that's is it also, not? So that's a really good point, actually. In that, um, you know, we have um, we have the hive mind consciousness that is pretty prevalent in the human human form, um, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily listen like the the birds and the fish that are like kind of going with the the earth grids and the the mm-hmm. different the different things of their instincts going oh hey we better go left we better that's a they're in tune you know right unfortunately once we hit the human aspect of it 
<laughs> in a lot of cases, it's somebody's ego, or we're we're resonating with that vibration of if we're if we're with a hive that is in tune, and they're right. listening. Like we've kind of created, I think. Um, I think we've created we, a pretty good hive. We have, yeah. We in our little center. That, yeah, and and even beyond that, because Daniel, I would say, is is pretty in tune with the same stuff, and uh, and spring. Spring rain that we spring rain peony, excuse me, that we talk about a lot, and there there are quite a few of us that aren't living in the same area, but wow, do we all get that same whoop time to go here, whoop time to go there, you know, and we yeah. we kind of are like that school of fish, time to get out of here, you know, but we listen, and so it's not that we've created the hive, it's that we've we've uh, allowed ourselves to be guided together with other people who tap into that same state of consciousness. So like when you create a tribe, you know, the hive comes together unconsciously. Does that make sense? Yep. I like it. Got two of of you on the line and nobody's talking. Well, Daniel wanted to say something. Yeah, if I might jump in really quickly, I thought that you were actually at a pause for a second. I I apologize for interrupting. (laughs) Um, That rarely happens. Um, I was just uh, kind of curious. One of the things that Jessica mentioned up front uh, that I think was really, really important, um, if you wouldn't mind drawing a distinction between hive versus tribe, and also one of the things that Jessica had just brought up that I wanted to touch on is that um, I've I've watched a lot of uh, nature-type shows and stuff, and uh, what she was saying about um, the the flocks of animals um, basically going to where it's safe uh, it, it's so true because uh, many of the shows have mentioned that if there's um, a, a big event coming, like a wildfire off in the distance or uh, an earthquake coming or a big storm that's likely to, to dump a flood or something of that nature, um, a lot of animals in in mass will just exit the area that's, uh, right. that's going to be affected well in advance. So... Uh, they're kind of picking up on whatever it well, is. Well, even that, um, even uh, on a smaller scale, when you look at if a predator enters an area, the birds know to leave, or the squirrels know to leave, or you know, there's that, um, and there's no no real sign that the predator has has come in yet. It's just, but you can watch; they'll know to leave, and they'll all leave. It's not just one, you know. So it's very interesting and it's uh when it comes to nature it really is that they've kind of tapped into that they're just naturally in that space of flowing with the with the energy and and sensing what when that energy shifts and it's time to go so um but with with impending um earth things you know they they feel that shift in in the energy i believe um and as far as the difference between hive and tribe, that's a really good question. Um, we talk about tribe a lot in in our stuff because we tend to do things in a tribal aspect. Um, and you know, it, it kind of blows my mind that when you say that, people immediately, a lot of people, and this is another hive mind consciousness, one that's different from ours. <clears throat> some people see it immediately as tribe against tribe, and that's really not it. <laughs> You know, that's if you go to that space when somebody says, this is my tribe or whatever, it's not this is my tribe and we're separate from everybody else and we battle and we fight and we whatever. That is one hive mind consciousness where it's almost like the sports teams. 
Um, when we speak about tribe, it's states of, you know, it's people coming together that are of like mind and really backing and supporting each other. And there are certain people that you have energetic connections to that I think get attracted into that that tribal circle, whether they're um, nearby or not, you know, and there's just this automatic you're just a part of things. We just There's just that connection, and it probably is formed over lifetimes. And so, like uh, Jessica's family and my family, we moved out here tribal style. So we came out together, and we assist each other, come hell or high water, you know, through everything. And And there is no question, there is no, I did this for you, you do that for me, kind of, unless we're like bartering just because it's mutual respect, but there's never that, um, sense of owing or it's just a matter of being a tribe and we work together 100%. And and there are other people who are becoming members of the tribe, you know, and uh, and so it's quite interesting, but it's a conscious thing. So when you talk about tribal versus hive mind, hive mind is it's sort of, uh, okay, so when we used to have the the radio signals, right? I don't even know how that works anymore because of all the digital stuff, but the radio signals, when you have the radio stations and and you can tune into whatever radio station you prefer, you know, and then there becomes just certain radio stations you tune into all the time without even thinking about the fact that there are others, you're kind of moving into that hive mind consciousness because you're not tuning into that radio station thinking, well, everybody who listens to this is my tribe. You're just, without thinking about it, tuning into that which makes you feel like you enjoy that. It's completely separate. The hive mind consciousness, they're separately tapping into the that state of consciousness and acting as one, even though they're not saying, I choose to be a part of this. Because when you choose to be a part of it, it's a tribe. So... So they're all tapping in individually as millions of little specks trying to right. tap into that one giant light in the middle. They're not right. all and coming the reason, in together as one. The reason okay. they call that hive mind consciousness is because it's very much like a beehive. The bees are not going, oh, yeah, dude, you're from my hive. I get it. High five. You know? No. They just all <laughs> go back to the same place and screw everybody else who's there. Like, it's not like they're all there helping each other out like a tribe. Right. They just are tapped into that one hive, and that's where they go. And, and oh, yeah, if they happen to look up, they see there's a whole bunch of other bees there. But in most cases, I mean, it's not that they they work together as a team and everything, but it's it's more of an individual consciousness. It's all about, it's about me. It's not about the hive, you know. And with a tribe, yeah. it's about the whole. And yes, Daniel, you are part of the tribe. Oh, yeah. Yes, Daniel, Aww. you are. <laughs> so we now have so 90 I'm, seconds left, you guys. So hurry up, Daniel. Oh, I was just going to say, what I'm getting more is uh, kind of like autonomous members of a mob mentality versus uh, people who just happen to resonate together and therefore come together. Correct. Nicely, cool. nicely stated. All right. And with that, I am going to say sacredlightofsedona.com is where you can find me and Jessica mysticaltruth.com, you can find me. At some point, it'll have a nice facelift. And everybody remember to check out holisticnaturalco.com. 
Um, and, you know, the, the cookbook there, Eat Conscious and Be Merry, phenomenal if you're trying to get off gluten, dairy, et cetera, be more healthy. And the supplements, the moringa, definitely check it out. And the Hello Honey, if you happen to be, you know, in a relationship. And uh, so there we go. I think we're done, you guys. Thank you yep. for uh, coming on, you guys, because I was getting very lonely. Cookbooks are selling out, by the way. Yeah, you know, that's fabulous. The cookbook is really selling out, and it's it's kind of exciting. I also want to remind people to check out Judy Colella, C-O-L-E-L-L-A. We talked about her on one of the other shows, um, The McDera Chronicles uh, is her book series, and the second one is coming out very soon. It's one of those, you pick it up, you can't put it down, fantasy things with a... So you guys check her out, too. And uh, All right, so we have 10 seconds. Everybody say bye, and Jessica, I will see you soon. Bye. Have a beautiful weekend. <laughs> bye, Daniel. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.